My name is Jeremy Quintanilla. You are listening to Age of Jeremy. I'm an entrepreneur and I'm the co-founder of Age of Radio and 3T Fitness and well, other businesses that I am working on. This podcast is about everything that I learn and the trials and tribulations it took to learn them. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to a special update from the Age of Jeremy show before we get started as always. Even though this may be the second episode you listen to today, make sure that you follow me on Age of Jeremy on Instagram, Twitter at Age of Jeremy Q, LinkedIn at Age of Jeremy, and uh, actually on LinkedIn it's Jeremy Quintany, I always forget that. On TikTok, my favorite spot in the world, Age of Jeremy, and then also follow us at uh, Addicted to podcasting the Facebook group for Age of Radio, Age of Radioverse, and also give my 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 uh, super, 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 super famous business partner, Coach JV, a little love on TikTok at Coach JV underscore. But the reason why we are here... That's Kevin. That's me trying to uh, <coughs> find Coach JV. On here, I just want to see how many followers we have. Kind of got a little sidetracked. 615,000, 3.8 million likes. <coughs> what a what a, what a man. What a mighty, mighty good man that is a song. But the reason why we're here is because of the, the amazing Mia Khalifa. I don't know if you know who Mia Khalifa is. And if uh, you don't, you should go ask your kids. I'm sure that they will know who she is, especially if they are male or I guess even female. Um, <clears throat> this really doesn't matter. I guess your kids will probably know, depending on how old your kids are. If your kids are, you know, kid kids, <laughs> I wouldn't ask of them. Anyway, she is a retired adult film actress. Uh, her claim to fame is that she was one of the fastest rising or the most, most watched adult film actresses on um, Pornhub, which is a pornographic website. And the reason why I bring her up is because this is in part due to my recent, recent, recent episode that hopefully you listened to before this, but she comes out and I don't know if she took it down already. Oh, did she take it down? She might've took it down already. Hold on. Trent, let me see here. Let me see here. I think she took it down. I wonder if someone recommended that she take it down. But anyway, she had a TikTok and she also has a Twitter a tweet that says that you need to go. The tweet says to go buy AMC because it's going to skyrocket. And then the TikTok said to buy GME, AMC, and BB. And these are BB's BlackBerry, AMC's AMC, and <coughs> GME is GameStop. GameStop had another fantastic day today um uh causing the SEC to get concerned about this the Biden administration to get concerned about this and it also um <clears throat> it also um caused a lot of heck for some of the hedge funds that are in the world some hedge funds closed out their positions and some people went even far as to say that we need to bail out hedge funds, which I think is ridiculous because the reason why you invest in a hedge fund is because the loss is substantial, but your gain is highly, 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 highly possible. 
and that's why people invest in hedge funds. And you have to meet certain criteria to even be able to allow to buy into a hedge fund. And so people should know the risks that are involved with them. Um, but I wanted to take this time to kind of report on exactly what happened with this whole Reddit thing. Because as of right now, Discord has already stopped Reddit's group. It's called Beat Wall Street. Um, or Wall Street Beats, I think is what it's called. And Discord claims that they shut the group down because of hate speech, which there was probably some hate speech going on, but they have been doing that hate speech for a while. I'm not part of the group. Um, I'm I'm kind of interested in joining the group just to see what they talk about, especially if they were able to kind of congregate into this group and talk about how they were going to manipulate this stock price and also why they were going to manipulate the stock price because the reasoning behind it is very interesting. And that's what I wanted to talk about. Um, um, but real quick, um, the GameStop uh, ended today at uh, at an all-time high, obviously. Um, so GME stock, it ended at $347.51. So $347, it up $134.84. And then the other big one today that's also part of this that uh, is AMC. AMC stock ended today at an all-time high, which actually did help AMC get some funding um, that they needed on top of uh, a loan that they got. I believe it was a loan, a uh, debt investment, um, to, to get themselves from having to file bankruptcy. So AMC Entertainment Holdings ended at $19.90, um, up 302% today. And people are really pushing for this AMC buy, um, as you can hope maybe tell if you're in this world or if you have been watching the news or you follow CNBC. And so there are a few problems with, with all of this. And that's kind of what I wanted to address, but let me kind of address what happened and what's going on. So essentially, uh, and then I'll, I'll give my take on it. So what's actually happening or what's factually happening is there's a Reddit group called Wall Street Beats and Wall Street or Wall Street Beats, Wall Street Bets. Um, there's a Reddit group called Wall Street Bets and Wall Street Bets essentially decide, found a found a bunch of hedge funds positions that had been, I guess, overexposed to um, to shorts in uh, AMC and in GameStop specifically. So what they did was to try to show these hedge fund people a lesson on the, the possibility for them to lose and that it's not fair that these hedge funds have the ability to present information into the market, um, maybe go on CNBC and present information that way, maybe their blog posts or their investment letters or however that information gets out there to try to drive the price of these stocks down for their gain, right? And if you don't know what a hedge is, a hedge is essentially there. The hedge funds are have have um, specific investment strategies that are utilized, specifically hedges. So there's a lot of options that are involved that allow the hedge fund to essentially supposedly not <laughs> to be able to offset some of their losses as they gain. And they have very complicated strategies that are involved with this. But what a what the the Wall Street bets people found or some of them found was that, again, a lot of them were over um, exposed to um, uh, shorts, especially with AMC and with GameStop. And there's some other ones which we'll talk about in a second. And so what they did was they rallied around and had everybody kind of push. And so when they pushed and they people went out and started just buying up this stock as much as they could, right? 
it it caused the the people that had it short or the people that had puts on the uh, GameStop for them to realize that they should probably close out their position, which puts more pressure on the market that that this is a stock that's worth going and buying. And this was before anybody really knew kind of what was going on. So all people saw was just a bunch of stocks soaring like it did yesterday. <coughs> And like it did um, today is when more of the information came out about specifically what was going on. And there were um, Elon Musk, who didn't technically um, endure or say that he was buying stock in GameStop. He just said that he was aware of the situation um, and he put out a tweet and that caused it to go up higher. And then you had some billionaires or millionaire investors that went out and made tweets saying that they were buying calls, like I mentioned on today's podcast. And those calls were another significant that you should go and buy GameStop. And that's what kept happening. And so we are now again today up another um, GameStop is up another 134% or $199. So it essentially has just skyrocketed. Now, the reason why they did this was because they don't like the fact that hedge funds have the ability to manipulate these companies and drive them down. And it's interesting because if you look at some of these companies like GameStop, GameStop, that's what a lot of retail investors who are now probably older millennials, middle-aged millennials, um, middle-aged Gen Xers that are getting into more retail investing, uh, I feel that they went and bought things that they enjoyed. So you got a bunch of retail investors, right? Millennials, um, Gen Xers, maybe Gen Zers. I don't know how, I think some of them are 18, 19 now. And they buy the things that they enjoy because they don't fully understand investing or everything that goes into it. And it's fun to own a share of stock of a company that you like. So you have a company like GameStop. You have a company like AMC. You have companies like BlackBerry, obviously really big in the early 2000s, mid 2000s. And you have companies like Nokia. You have companies like GameStop. And since that, these companies have been around a long time and they should be worth more than they are, but they weren't being, those companies weren't able to get stocks to go high because so many people had had negative positions on them or short positions or bearish positions on uh, these companies. So the way that this is being presented in the media and the way that this was presented by Mia Khalifa, this is a way to give an F you to Wall Street because the hedge funds have the ability to manipulate the stock market for unprecedented, un, 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 um, or I guess like large gains or enormous or ginormous gains. And it's time for the people on Main Street to have the ability to do that, too. And this is a perfect example. And so a lot of people are saying that this is just an exact this is specifically happening because a bunch of people are buying stocks in it. And the people that are on the other side are saying, well, no, there's fundamentals in this. They really feel that these stocks are worth that much. There is not anybody that I know or any information that I have that says that GameStop should be worth $347.51. Did it need to be $4 or $3 like it was at the beginning of last year? Probably not. That was probably part of the shorting strategy that a lot of hedge funds had. And that's when a lot of these, you know, millennials and Gen Zers and Gen um, 
Exodus probably started buying up this stock. And so I decided to go and kind of do just to see a little bit about this, because if you've met me, I am very big into fundamental analysis on a company. I'm also very big in understanding the board of the company, the CEO of the company, and how the trajectory of the company is going. Do I, would I have bought games? So I don't, I didn't buy GameStop. I went and bought AMC today and I bought it at about $15. It's up to $19 and something. So I made a $4 spread on it on my amount of shares. I decided that I would be willing to lose, you know, like a thousand bucks if this went south. And so I went and put $700 or I'm sorry, I $700 is what I was willing to do just for fun, just to see what this would do, because it's not my, you know, my I like buying companies and I like holding them for a long time. I'm not into day trading. I'm not into finding um, inaccuracies in the market and taking advantage of those inaccuracies. I like buying companies, holding them, getting dividends from them and so forth. And if that's not your thing, I understand that a lot of people do day trading and you can gain a lot of money that way. I'm, I'm not against you doing that. So I took $700. I put $400 at AMC, about 25 shares of it at $15. It's up $19 and something, 1988, I think it was. And then then I bought uh, Nokia, 160 bucks of Nokia at $6 a share. It was down the last time uh, right before the market. And from when I bought it, it was still up from when the market opened because I did this way late. And then I bought $100 worth of, uh, worth of uh, no, $150 worth of BlackBerry. So whatever that comes out to, I think that's like, like around $700 or a little more than $700. Not a lot of money, not a lot of money to really make a difference if I lose it. Um, and possibility of that money going up to get a couple thousand dollars if it continues to go up, fantastic, whatever. I am fine with either way. <clears throat> little bit of a, a difficult situation for me because I have to, I'm not allowed to set limits and hold them for multiple days. So I have to be cognizant of if it goes back down to the dollar, the, the dollar that I bought it at, because I'm going to need to buy it or I'm going to put in a day limit every day to do it because I have to report what I buy and sell based off of my, um, based off of my role at the bank. And so, so again, I didn't want to put a bunch of money into it because I'll probably forget about this tomorrow, to be honest, <laughs> and it'll probably tank because there's a large chance that all of this money is going to re connect, reset itself and go away. So that's something that you have to be worry, worried about if you get in on this. But I think that this is this is an important example and something important to learn about how the market moves. Um, and a lot of people buy stuff with emotion. And I think that they bought a lot of these stocks with emotion when they got into investing with apps like Robinhood and this push for retail investing and everybody investing, which is gives everybody the thought that they should be giving advice. And some people should be giving advice. Some of them are really good. Some of them aren't. But there are other people that spent either their whole lives in this industry getting Series 7s, Series uh, 63, 61, 65. I know Series 7 is for the brokerage one. I'd be honest, I don't remember what the other ones are. Um, and because I don't have them. <laughs> um, but uh, and they, they give out that advice or there's people like me who have, you know, finance degrees do this with the talk about this, these kinds of situations with banks and involved with wealth management uh, um, and uh, and kind of have an under, uh, a higher understanding of these things and trying to do my best to report on these and explain them to people so they don't go out and do those same mistakes. And so, so to that end, should you go out and buy these stocks? 
I guess that's up to you and if you're willing to lose the money. The problem arises is that this isn't traditionally how it works, but you could make money if these continue to go up. Most people enter the market wrong and they leave the market wrong. Just for example, myself, I entered the market technically wrong, but my goal wasn't to gain any money. My goal was just to see what happens and me putting the money into it is going to allow me to probably monitor a little bit better and to see what goes. And if the possibility that it goes up, it goes up and I make some money. If it goes down and I lose money, I'm fine losing the money that I put into it. And that's how you kind of get used to doing this. The other thing that was brought to my attention specifically about this was that that a lot of programs like TD Ameritrade, um, Interactive Brokers, E-Trade, and a lot of other you know brokerage accounts they have they have um, I guess uh, simulations that you can do so you can get a good idea about doing this kind of trading and seeing if you tr- do this type of strategy, what will happen, and so forth and so forth, because I think this is important for people to know about and to get involved with because investing needs to be a part of your life, whether you're a small business owner or not, because this is how we plan for retirement and this is how you gain some type of wealth. Some people gain substantial wealth this way. Again, I'm still an advocator of having an operating business. Um, But the other interesting thing about this, and I think why this is going to become more of a political issue, um, is because Melvin Capital, it's a hedge fund targeted. Uh, this was the main hedge fund that was targeted by the Reddit board where there was a lot of hate speech and so forth going out towards this. Um, <clears throat> they took a huge loss. Um, and Andrew Sorkin, the the hedge fund manager, um, I think he might also be the founder of the hedge fund, hedge fund of Melvin Capital. Um, and it essentially put them into a position where they had to go out and try to so see <clears throat> so this is from a CNBC article so CNBC could not confirm the amount of losses that Melvin Capital took on the short position um, but Citadel and point 72 have infused close to three billion into Gabe um, Plotkin's hedge fund to shore up its finances so you already have a situation where Citadel and point 72 have given three billion dollars to a hedge fund to help sure up some of its shorts. So when that happens, you know, you get the kind of sense that this took a big hit to these hedge funds. And the sad thing is, is that if the Biden administration or the SEC or Wall Street goes on a thing where we need to help these companies succeed, that's going to start a lot of political unrest between the different classes. Because the Reddit, the people that are in the Reddit class, the people that are in this Reddit feed, Wall Street bets, they are retail investors. They are probably not hedge fund investors. Some of them probably have finance degrees. Some of them are probably very successful day traders. Some of them probably did their fundamental analysis. And maybe these stocks, they see something in these stocks that other people don't see. And that's what they're doing. But this doesn't seem like that would be the case. This seems like these stocks skyrocketed because of a... Of a um, a coordinated group of people coming together to focus on manipulating the market to jack up the prices of these stocks to hurt the hedge fund and then also to make a killing. And I'm sure that this minted some millionaires, um, depending on how, when you bought GameStop and AMC and how much you could put into it. And then you have other people that are looking at this and they're just throwing money at it because they have fun money to throw at it and they're becoming wealthier and wealthier. The only thing that I fear that um, is going to happen in this is it doesn't, it When I was in finance school or finance school, there were a lot of people, right? So all of us wanted to work on with gold. Most most people wanted to work at Goldman Sachs. Some of them I went to uh, I went to class uh, with um, 
I had options class with this one girl. Her name was Danielle, actually. Um, and she, all she wanted to do was do options for trading and work with options and on hedges. She got a great job and I think it was Goldman Sachs. And I think that she's doing really, really well. I'm, I imagine. Um, but most of the people in the finance class, they want to get into this because they want to, to get wealthy, even though in finance, you learn a lot about corporate finance and a lot of other stuff. But um, point being is that a lot of us wanted to, a lot of us enjoyed doing the the trading, but we do have a full understanding of how portfolio analysis works and how we can um, build strong portfolios um, so that they are, they have increase in value over the long run. But during the time period that I was in a lot of these classes, a lot of these kids would go in and I was a kid too. A lot of us kids would go in, you know, you know, buy and sell stocks. And when they did really, really good, they thought that they were the shit. And then when they did really, really bad, they just said that, it, you know, they didn't let it bother them. And it wasn't so that they, it, it wasn't that they had any really strong strategy. They were just buying and picking stocks. So you just think that you're doing something good, but what really happened was you just got lucky. And that's a lot of what buying and selling the stocks are. So I just encourage people that if you do do day trading or you do do something like Robinhood, just keep in mind that it's specifically not, you're not doing anything special, right? If you're just going on there and buying the stuff that you think that you should buy or looking at the graphs, just because something went up in the past doesn't mean it's going to go up in the future. Stuff like this doesn't happen all of the time. And I think that this is going to give a false sense of hope to a lot of the people that have gotten into the stock market over the last year and who can, will continue to get in the stock market as companies like Robinhood push for retail investors. And I don't, I'm not saying that everybody should have a financial advisor. I'm not saying that everybody should have a fund manager. I'm not saying any of that. If you do the research and you believe in what you're purchasing, then there is no, by all means, please go and do that. But just, just make sure that you're reading up on it. You're learning about the company. You're looking at the fundamentals. You're doing analysis. Um, because there's a lot that goes into the finance world that a lot of people don't realize. Um, and, and what's probably happening is people are just going and picking stocks for fun and not realizing that they have the opportunity to really lose money and you will lose money at some point in time. So, but uh, I, I would say AMC, be on the lookout for because it might skyrocket tomorrow. Same thing with BlackBerry, same thing with Nokia. And essentially, it can just essentially reset itself and go back down to where it started or maybe even below. Um, but we are going to see some interesting things with the blowback from um, this stock market manipulation. So I hope you have a great day and uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Age of Jeremy. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. If you can do me a favor, please rate this podcast if your podcatcher allows you to. Talk to you soon.